I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Thank you, first blood. I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Uh, yeah. Hey, listeners. It's uh, Napalm in the morning. Uh, how y'all doing out there? I'm the COVID cowboy, Eric Jones, here just uh, rocking it in quarantine. Uh, how the rest of y'all doing? Doing great. Excelente. Excelente. Yes, I got my COVID uh, cut, COVID haircut here. So um, That's Dr. Matt uh, Yeagle rocking the trim. Yes, that's right. And I don't need a haircut anymore, uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good deal. And this is T Roy. T Roy Troy was bald before We're, and after it was cool. That's so, right. Um, he's uh, he's 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 ready to go. Um, today we've got a real uh, a real uh, a real yuck em, a real yuck yeah. em up um, mm-hmm. uh, movie uh, coming home. Um, one thing you don't think about systematically when you start a Vietnam War through film podcast and think like, let's have some fun is that a lot of films are not, um, Most, suited for that. Right. So, right. uh, but there's some heavy and this is, this is a, uh, this was a huge one in terms of, um, box office. Matt, did you know, I learned, uh, through the interwebs that, uh, this is only one of only 12 films in history to be on two lists of rare Oscar accomplishments. That's had nominated for the big five Oscars and nominations yeah. in all of the acting categories. Yeah. And uh, so it's like pretty, pretty significant. Um, it won Best Actor for Foyt and for Fonda. We'll get into that. But Right. That's a leftist agenda, Eric. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's right. all well, fake news right there. Well, it the, didn't win Best Picture. So um, it is worth pointing out. Um, so so Coming Home is the film. It's the uh, it's kind of the um, an important early film about the 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 plight of the of the Vietnam veteran um and the injured war veteran and um although 1978 was an incredible um year you've got the deer hunter you've got remember the spartans um you've got uh, apocalypse now and you've got uh um of course coming home so you have like four of kind of the can- canonical um yep. Vietnam war films <laughs> all all happening and um yeah it's a pretty big war pretty big year for uh the the Vietnam war making a comeback yeah this is the time that uh, there's um 5 years since uh US ground troops are out 3 years since um the war was uh, ended and it maybe hollywood seemed like and i guess the general public was maybe ready to kind of address some of these issues um that have been sort of under the surface for for a while. Uh, Troy, you were six. Were you ready to start talking about the Vietnam War by now? I was a little shook up still. So, uh, but you know, I powered through it. So this is good. Matt's right. Like the if if a few years earlier, and um, because of uh, Jane Fonda's con- very controversial positions, which we'll get into later, um, it would have been impossible to imagine a film with her being made in, especially about the Vietnam War, but mm-hmm. by ni- 1978, uh, you know, we'd had, I mean, really, really, when w- when were the last troops actually drafted and deployed American troops into South Vietnam, Matt? Well, so so it's it, January of 73 is when the peace accord is, is signed. Um, 
So it's well, it's well before that that we're sending new new ground sure. troops over, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's dwindling down by by you know October of seventy two. There's probably what twenty or thirty thousand U.S. troops there, so it's not a huge number. Um, once Nixon comes into office and the Vietnamization policy begins, it is fairly quick that the number yeah, campaign promises yeah. from its high of you know nearly six hundred thousand, which it is in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, so so maybe maybe it's time to get into. Um, I mean, I know that Troy knows Jane Fonda mostly through her workout videos. I was going to say that was the controversy <laughs> we're talking about, right? I mean, sh- that was that's what we're talking about—the controversy, the workout video scandal. Yeah, is that yeah, we're, it is was. That we're getting, it was. Uh, we're getting uh, into? It was a lot of let's get physical. What were those leg warmers? The leg warmers were a little bit too long. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think I can <laughs> dig that up still. Actually, sadly enough, I think my parents still have that somewhere put away in VHS. Okay. So. I've got a good George H. W. Bush quote about that. Uh, so let me hit you with that in a little bit. If for those '80s kids, um, Jane Fonda is you know you don't think you think of her as uh, not a controversial character, but it was as hot as it gets. Um, I'm going to play a clip of uh, Jane Fonda when she went to North Vietnam in 1972, and this is this is what she says. Here you go. According to international law, these men are war criminals. That's according to law. American soldiers. According to the Nuremberg Principles, according to the Geneva Accord and others. They should be tried in front of a court and probably executed for what they did. Okay, so, yeah, that is, uh, those are pretty strong words. I mean, uh, what, uh, how did America respond to that, Matt? Well, she came a long way. Her first brush with really... um, the military actually is in 1959. She was um, Miss Army Recruiter, 1959. Um, and that is obviously before she was part of the anti-war movement. And um, she was young. What yeah, well, she she was a latecomer to kind of, um, I don't know, leftist anti-war She'd politics. been like 21 then. I think she was born in 38. So, yeah, she's been early 20s. Yeah, yeah, so she didn't start getting involved with this stuff till probably 1970. Um, and by 72, when she makes her famous voyage to North Vietnam, um, the United States does not have, uh, does not recognize the government does not have, um, you know, any diplomatic relations, Yeah, diplomatic relations. She's not the first American to go or anything like that. Many groups had gone. Um, most of them were kind of sort of pacifist groups, religious groups, um, and things like that, that North Vietnam also was sort of very willing to, uh, exploit, their presence, and they kind of went, uh, <laughs> did all the nines with Jane Fonda when she was there. And 72 is another, you know, you know, high, the, the mobilizing against the, uh, against the war could not be any hotter. So she, she represented the thing. Yeah. And she represented the real kind of like extreme say anything, uh, to stop this war kind of voice. And, uh, she's, she's dubbed Hanoi Jane. Um, and, Partly for saying things like that, and also, you know, um, she's. Uh, I saw she she has she has apologized. Spoiler alert: she has apologized many times for that, and in her she aged has said like that is that's super not only sort of selfish and infantile for me to have done that. Um, although, if you if you listen to her apologies, they aren't as she's like. Well, I was maybe tricked into doing that, like. <laughs> You weren't tricked into saying what you said. That was mostly <laughs> posing on the uh, on the gun. I think is what. Yeah, yeah. The the pictures of to. her like clapping joyfully, sitting on an anti aircraft gun, um, was right. didn't 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 track well for some reason, and, and especially weird in an anti war stance, right? For a pacifist. So so we've come a long way by seventy eight. We're making this movie, 
she's the she's a big backer behind it. She I think she recruits the director. She recruits the. I think it's her production studio that is um, behind it. So she's doing a lot of the work. She meets Ron Kovic, who we will in a future episode deal with in more depth. Um, and him, Vietnam veterans against the war, um, meets these soldiers that have come back and is kind of inspired by them and their story to make this movie. So I, th- I think that's where the inspiration for coming home comes from. And it's a few years kind of, you know, in the, in the making script rewrites, uh, things like that. But it eventually gets made and comes out in, I think it's early 78. So it is the first Hollywood film about the war after the war has ended. I, I, since the Green Berets, I think, actually. Since 68. So I believe that's correct. The film is pretty pretty star-studded. Um, uh, John Voight, uh, who had uh, started Midnight Cowboy, one of the sort of the Hollywood, Hollywood elites. Um, uh, Bruce Dern is in this thing. You may know him from The Burbs. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the guy, Mike, from... Um, Breaking Bad, the Gus's enforcer is in this. the the <laughs> The dude from Revenge of the Nerds is in this. Uh, there's so many, so many cast of characters. Uh, but it, it, besides Willie Tyler, I mean, one of the best ventriloquists ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, other than Jeff Dunham, I mean, he's amazing. So check him out. Is there a third place? Who's <laughs> I can only think. Of. <laughs> I can only think of two. So I would, yeah, maybe there's a third. I just there don't is, know a third, is a third. We just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure at this point. <laughs> we'll we'll get to Willie Willie Tyler. That's the that's the ventriloquist. Willie Tyler, yes. Yeah. And his his dummy was Lester. Not so much in the show, but in the movie it was more of an Asian dummy. We'll just yeah. Leave it in, that. In, in the movie, we yeah we we're glad we don't know his his name. The dummy is not credited in the in the in the movie. The Troy? dummy is not credited, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. Yeah, thankfully, it probably would not have been a, a nice term. <laughs> we'll 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 get to the puppet. But yeah, um, John John Voight. If you're familiar with John Voight, you might have heard something like this. Stand up for this truth, that President Trump is the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln. Yes, John, John Voight uh, going on record. Uh, he didn't say no one has been more persecuted than Abraham Lincoln. I, I, that <laughs> may have been off the record. I don't know. But could have been. Oh, no, what? It was this, on this, his Twitter this, feed? Okay. This interview right. for CNN and on his own Twitter oh, feed. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, but no, but, but it's, it's, it's interesting you know, one of the things that scholars have pointed out who looked at this movie is that, like, one of the things that won at Academy Awards is that for writing is that, that like, the, these characters, they have a full arc of narrative growth. Like, Jane Fonda is the kind of housewife who's who's uh, sort of repressed and staying home, and she she evolves into sort of the, you know, the, the enlightened kind of uh, careerist woman. Voight is the sort of nationalist captain of the football team who becomes the jaded vet, who then actually comes to some reconciliation about right um, acceptance like, and uh, uh, yeah acceptance and, and 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 Bruce Dern is this like sort of military establishment uh, who like the serious disenchantment with and so uh, maybe Voight is living out he's like hey I'm gonna <laughs> my character is gonna go through yet another development and he he's will going be a character arc <laughs> he, he's really serious character arc and uh, yeah well, I he, think the last <laughs> what 15 20 years he's most known as Angelina Jolie's father, so maybe he <laughs> wanted to, um, yeah, uh, yeah, take a take a career turn. He's turned heavily to uh, his faith, and that's you know that's fine. That's led him in a, in a really interesting, different direction. Then we'll we'll maybe hear some of his like his his speech in the Oscar acceptance. Um, he's uh, he's moved off the mark from where he started, but yeah, 
he was part of the kind of anti-war movement. That's sort of where Fonda and him um, became acquainted and stuff. So, yeah, it is certainly a shift. It's a good thing he came around, really. I mean, I'm proud of him. He's nicely done. Yeah, he's 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 not static, Troy. You can't, you know, as, as we're Jane Fonda, she's just a lefty tool of the liberal media. But John Voight, you know, he's yeah. something for everyone, depending Impressive. on which decade you <laughs> yank him out of. Um, so, uh, so the film is of the sort of renown or or important, you know, more films. I'd say this is one of the interesting, like hardest to find, hardest to like um, to get your hands on, like. Uh, we had to like I put it in your mailbox. Matt scrounged a DVD. <laughs> we won't say what Troy had to do to get this movie. I, I would I would not say it was a hidden gem, but if you want to look at it that way, then fine. So yeah, it was hidden. I had to like uh, stream it, and it was it was. Oh, at first I looked at it on YouTube, and it was it was like a um, black market special. You could barely hear the uh, audio, and it was like cut off at the chest where you couldn't even see their faces. It was hard hard to watch to begin with, but then add that to it. And that, anyway, I streamed it; it was much better. Yeah, but I was able to fast forward through a lot of parts at that point, so that, that made it. I, am I am I am I expressing my opinion too much here? So uh, yeah, you gotta wait. Okay, wait. Hang on to that. So sorry, sorry about that. It hasn't aged in the like Apocalypse Now. If you think of the way that is kind of transcended that, or 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 platoon or full metal jacket like the the good morning vietnams but it, it's this is more maybe one in, in 1978 felt like this like because it was so speaking to like the people who had very probably very recently were in in his shoes in his wheelchair um made a mark and it it it, it doesn't age as strongly as some of the others um but at the time it was a pretty big deal so uh, well, let's 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 jump into it. We start um with a cold open a bunch of disabled vets are shooting pool. It's kind of a interesting scene um kind of a cold open um, it, it kind of looked like a documentary kind of footage at, when, when i when i first started watching it it was it's that's what it reminded me of like yeah you wouldn't know it wasn't talking. yeah at first i thought it was like a documentary type because i hadn't seen the movie before until just a week ago but yeah yeah i think i saw that the uh director just wanted to use natural lighting for pretty much everything so chips kind of give it more of that realistic um sort of feel yeah, it reads it reads like a documentary in that initial scene, and it and it and there's some kind of arresting like you see John Voight on his stomach on a on a gurney, sort of wheeling himself around with uh, canes, um, right? And then uh, we see Willie Tyler oh. with a Vietnamese um, puppet on his lap that is saying some things, um, mostly about the war. Yeah, and, commentary, moral issues of the war. Can you justify killing? Can you justify being? crippled um these sort of things that they are they are discussing yeah and so the you find these vets are at a a, a va hospital they're getting rehab and uh this is our first glimpse of some of the great we can we can talk through this about the whole episode but like i don't think there's a movie that has a better soundtrack than this one this is we we get our first rolling stones totally amazing um taste it here but uh out of time baby Beatles, Joplin, Buffalo Springfield, Johnny Cash, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Jefferson Airplane. I mean, it's Simon and Garfunkel, Steppenwolf, The Beatles, Aretha Franklin. This soundtrack, and and actually, uh, a film critic I read was saying said like, so this is just like a music video, really. Like, it just you know, like they were annoyed. The movie does all the emotional heavy lifting of the film in 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 someone's estimation, but uh, it's a pretty badass soundtrack though. It does. I think it's well used too, and they do a lot of good transitions um, from scene to scene. the The music, um, I think, the music that is selected. Well, what it's 
some of the best music ever. So yeah, uh, right. Yeah. And so it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything was good. It must have cost. A it's definitely like uh, yeah. Can you imagine like the movie without the music? Like sometimes a movie is made by the music, like American Graffiti. Like without the music, I mean it's still yeah. good, but like this movie without. I mean the music definitely made it. You know, hundred percent better. It was a tough watch with the music and without. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a whoa whoa whoa. Save that easy. till the end. Hey hey hey, <laughs> this movie was the most attacked movie in American history. Um, so the vets are getting getting rehab, and then um, and then we're sort of we're on base, another part of the base to um, a, a lounge, and we see um, Captain Bob Hyde, Bruce Dern. We'll we'll just call him Bruce. Um, he's Jane Fonda's husband. And he's getting deployed, and they're um, they're talking to each other about Tet, the this recent Tet offenses. So right. where does where does that put us, Matt? So so we're probably he's talking about it in the past tense. Um, so it's probably February '68, and like most you know, forty five year old men uh, at the time, like Bruce Stern was uh, when this was filmed, he was getting ready to go to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Total yeah. sense. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, jumping ahead. I watched on in quarantine the Last Blood, Sylvester Stallone, and like he's like eighty four, <laughs> going on like military missions. Like no one's going to be like be like John John Wayne was. How old did we figure out Green Bray? Like <laughs> he was in his sixties, sixties. Yeah. yeah, with a little touch of the lung cancer to boot. So <laughs> a lot of touch of lung, jumping out of helicopters. Um, this is another like sorry. I don't I, believe he jumped <laughs> in that film actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's some great cinematography. Uh, so Simon and Garfunkel bookends takes us to uh, Jane uh, and Bruce's house. They're packing up. There's some uh, some very non-enthusiastic sex. How did you feel about the sex? Troy, you start. One, one and a half thumbs up. I mean, he was, Wait. you know, I think he was into it, but she not so much. Um, and, you know, that's really sometimes it's all, it's you know, it's the man, you know, he he's going to war, so... You just do your job, and uh, she's thinking yeah. of England. Just, yeah. <laughs> you just lay there and take it, and uh, hey, there you go. Those, those reference <laughs> Troy's views, uh, but yeah, they, 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 this will. You, you really I believe <laughs> I've heard some politicians express similar views on on similar things, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he comes in drunk, kind of, you know, he's sort of half falling asleep during and. It's just that shot of kind of from above, and her just kind of has the glass-eyed look. Um, yeah, um, and so it's it's nothing. It's not doing anything <coughs> for her. They're trying to set it up as the you know prototypical you know nineteen sixty-eight, uh, yeah. especially military um, husband-wife relationship where she is subservient to to him and his needs and desires. And, and it'll serve as a as a as a major contrast to spoiler alert some later sex that Jane Fonda will be having. So, boom, chicka, wow. So, wow. so yes, stay tuned. Um, oh, I have here one of my favorite quotes. Maybe my favorite quote from the movie. She asks if he wanna he wants to make have sex, and she's like, he said, "Does a bear make big potty in the woods?" <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's who, that's that's hot. Who talks right like that? <laughs> You know, like uh, that's some sweet Bella, and to say big potty in the woods. So, um, yeah. So, it's like a Happy Gilmore movie, almost like uh, does Howdy Doody have wooden balls? Does Grizzly Adams have a beard? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All so of those things. High level dialogue. Um, but uh, they 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 see their men off at the at the base to some Hey Jude, and then um, we kind of we kind of smash cut to Jane and the uh, Dern's other sort of military companion is heading off and. 
the two wi- military wives are getting together, Jane and uh, and her friend, and uh, they go to grab a I drink. I have uh, I have hippieish chick written down in my notes. But they weren't really married yet. They were they were like boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, she's a little more free spirit than Jane, yeah. and bohemian uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, and she's gonna pull she's gonna pull Jane into some uh, some evil deeds, um, some loose behavior, some awkward go go dancing um, that will come later. But uh, they, you know, they they go grab a drink, and then um, Jane watches the Spar- Star Spangled Banner on TV, and she says, you know, I, I I'm superstitious, like don't turn it off. And so you know, she's again they're setting her up as this kind of like just good, uh, the good conservative wife. <clears throat> they're playing that up like, you know. It's, it just should be flashing like on the screen, you know, almost like uh, yeah. at that point. And so um, uh, Jane ends up, is, is she going to see, she's going to see her friend in the hospital. Is that how she ends up in going to the VA hospital for the first time? Right. Like, How, hang on, before we go there, in that same scene with the TV with the quasi-bohemian hippiest chick. Oh, yeah. She, now this is a question that maybe I should be asking my wife, but um, <laughs> the the hippie chick just starts to like, change and like un- completely undress like right in front of this woman Jane mm. Fonda who she just met and I have in my notes is this something girls do or is she just <laughs> so quote free man so guys any help it's, uh, no. it's not the it's, not, it's not the wrestling <laughs> locker room so you can't uh, get your junk out um, I think I think women are more free free again i don't i'm not a woman but i'm thinking they're more free compared to dudes but maybe i'm wrong there i don't know yeah call, call in question. folks uh, give us <laughs> give us your feedback <laughs> listeners uh, what do you this could be bad or yeah. maybe it's not going to be bad i don't know i honestly was just wondering so yeah how right how would that how would that be perceived yeah um maybe maybe not so jane goes to the hospital and she's walking through there and she comes across um uh, we see we're back to John Voight, who we met in that opening scene, and he's uh, in a rolling bed, scooting himself around with crutches and trying to get his urine bag changed. Um, and it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know. Like I felt it, 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 it you feel uneasy just because like you feel for both bad for him and also like the the awkwardness of it. They, I thought this was a good job of like setting up like they the film wanting to make you feel away, and it it did <laughs> like, um, and that was not not great. Yeah, it definitely showed like these guys are you know aren't being tended tended to like they should be necessarily. Um, you know, when he crashes, I'll let you do the. You're the one. This is your intro, but he <laughs> crashes into Jane, and yeah. the old colostomy bag breaks, and yeah. That so yeah, that urine breaks all over her and him, and, uh, um, and they get a good shot of it, like kind of just squirting up and just like getting all over her like clothes and everything. It is. Um, it is quite um, quite the introduction for the two. And she actually doesn't, like, she's not as shocked by that as she's, like, worried about, is, is he okay? And then and then he, Voight, kind of, he, he loses his mind and freaks out, probably because he's, you know, this sort of attractive woman he runs into, and then this happens, and all because he wasn't getting proper care. He goes berserk, starts smashing things with canes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, quote, you people want me out of this hospital, Take care of me, and I'll get the fuck out of here. End quote. And uh, yeah, he's kind of right, smashing things with canes. Um, he is, you know, in a dark, dark place, right, right there. Yeah, you can see, you can definitely see, like psychologically, he's uh, he's gone through some shit, and he's not all the way fine about it. Um, so this inspires 
Fonda to go and volunteer at the hospital. Well, we have uh, Rolling Stones, no expectations. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep giving this music updates, Matt, as we, uh, yeah, no, this no is. Uh, throw that in there, help things out a little. Yeah. Can we, can we, out. can we sing it without the rights? We can, uh, uh, so she, so she, she volunteers at the VA and, um, quite the, it's quite the Bohemian game. One person has a tattoo and another a gold earring. This is like, um, this is some counterculture stuff, you guys. Yep, they're pushing boundaries, definitely. Yeah, so she's not used to those hippie characters, but she's her mind is being expanded. Reefer madness, guys. <laughs> and right after, right, she is moving off of the um, the base with uh, the her new best bestie, hippie chick. Wh- yeah, what's her name? Sorry, is I don't. F- I think do it's Vi or something. Vi. Vi? Yeah, okay. I think it's Vi. Yeah. Um, I'll pro- I think I have hippie chick written throughout my notes, so I'll <laughs> stay with that. Um, but with her help, move into a nice. Nice little pad on the beach there. So yeah, yeah, that's right. So Jane Jane was moving off of base housing, and so she uh, she she moves right into the, the beach, and they're looking um, they're looking through Vi's yearbook, and they see the handsome uh, John Voigt, you know, football captain of the football team. He's there. I think she she I can't remember what she remarks about him, but she she knows obviously that hey, that's the guy that I got I ran into in his in his in his urine bag at the at the right. VA, um, and uh, and then you know then we're then we're back in Voigt's world, and he's uh, because of his little outburst, he's chained to the bed. He refuses to be fed. Um, yeah, and this would be not you know in the in the VAs at this time, um, it would not be un un unthinkable for um, this to happen if somebody was quote unquote unruly or what have you. They would sedate them tranquilize them and then strap strap them strap them to the bed yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so um jane is getting harassed as she brings food around and it's kind of this you know you see this kind of awkward sexually charged harassing kind of climate in the in the va and uh she's she's handling as well as one can she goes in to see voight right and uh he's tied to his bed and then i think he brings up or she bring up one of them brings up that she discovered they were in high school together, but I think he brings it up, right? Sally Bender. <laughs> She's yeah. a cheerleader. Yeah. And he, there we go. Yeah, that's right. Sally Bender. Ben, Ben, we used to call you Bender Over or. <laughs> Bender Over. She's like flattered, like, what? What did they you call did? me? Like, yeah. Really? And, like, uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, uh, nice opening line for Voight. And yeah, way to go. Um, we see. Kind of um, Jane doing her 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 chores, so she's being a good she's being a good spirit at the uh, at the medical ward and volunteering, and uh, so she decides to write her hubby. She apologizes for getting a job. She she apologizes for volunteering, and you sense that obviously they've had a conversation. Like I don't want you working. I don't want you doing any of that doing any of that nonsense. So this is like very um, again to reestablish that kind of like yeah. conservative traditional um, household. You missed Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit. <laughs> okay, thanks. thanks for, yeah, so imagine you play White Rabbit in your head over over all this. Um, That's a perfect thing to play in a VA for sure. Yeah, yeah. one pill. Yeah, pill, with pills. Yeah, and so back at the VA, they're having uh, they're having words. John and Jane. He'll go through a transformation in the movie with to to not being so sort of emotionally wounded. Uh, as well, but he's still saying shit like he says, like you know, you getting ready for your husband to come back in a body bag. <laughs> it's seemingly for no reason. He's just kind of laying into her, uh, 
completely picking on her as she is there just kind of trying to hand out coffees and whatever like yeah she's she's as innocent in in this as 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 he is in terms of getting drafted or you know going i think he actually he, he enlisted um but uh yeah she kind of just it ro- rolls right off her back and she's um she goes to organize the wife's on the base you know and 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 she thinks this will be a good idea hey you know these these guys aren't being treated aren't being taken care of properly so let's organize and right and and take better care of them. These are our boys. And um, she does not get a great reception from that group. It is not. It is sort of, you know, papered over quickly and move on to the uh, next item on the agenda. Yeah, and they say, isn't it hard to have a woman around? Um, when I joined Weight Watchers, I didn't want any candy around. Like they, So, the, <laughs> so the, one of the women leaning into her own stereotypes of sort of like, it's, you know, it's, it's your fault, you know. Um, that, that, that plan gets shot down of the sort of the women of the base and uh, she's got to, you know, figure it out for her own, uh, f- how to help right. them in her, in her own way. Right. Uh, Bob Dylan, just like a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really, you really, d- you really did, uh, you really did write these all down, Matt. Um, they're they they're off to the pool for rehab. Um, Voigt graduates to a wheelchair, so he's off of his, uh, and and that's a big transformation for him. He is is buoyed by by not having to. His attitude is so much better, too. I mean, you can just see it in his face. He's super happy. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this is another thing that it's one of the differences between, you know, World War II and this war is that previous previous wars, something like a shot in the spinal cord, would have you would have been dead in two minutes or something. And here the, in this war, they're able to save a lot of guys that otherwise would have died previously. That's leading to overcrowding in hospitals. And that's leading to, like, waiting lists almost for things like wheelchairs. So um, when he finally gets his wheels, right, he kind of, yeah, he he transforms. It's, to me, it seemed a little too easy, the transition, but um, um, yeah, from kind of being a giant asshole to Jane Fonda and then all of a sudden they're buddy-buddy, but... If if I have a criticism of the film, it's that like some of these character changes like happen um, seemingly off camera because suddenly he's being an asshole to everyone, and then he's like, it's it's a smash cut to him playing wheelchair football, and uh, you know it's like it's like the, the 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 Tom Cruise volleyball montage playing with the boys, you know they're <laughs> they're out having fun and high fiving and need a montage <laughs> playing with the boys. Yeah, and so Jane is uh, talking to Void about not being able to get the the issue at the hospital, um, you know, get any attention for it, and Void responds with, uh, "quote Bender, you're beautiful when you're excited," <laughs> and that's kind of the first first little inkling that yeah. something may be in the works. Well, she um, gets a little blushy poo too at that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but she's got curls now, right? She stopped straightening her hair. Yeah. Which she had been doing as a you know a good conservative wife always does, and she now has the curls blown in the breeze. Yeah, um, see, it's interesting because in the eighties, good conservative women like got perms. So like you know, the things come around full circle. Every generation, Matt has its own curls or no curls. Okay. <laughs> so so they're the dude from the Revenge of the Nerd. What's his name, Troy? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Carradine? Uh his his name is Robert Carradine. Yeah. And he is known for Is he Revenge the guy the that nerds. died from autoerotic asphyxiation? That's his I, I think he might be related to David, but <laughs> I don't I, I haven't I haven't found that yet. Ah, okay. But 
the first was... four films that pop up aren't one of them is not coming home. The first one is, of course, Revenge of the Nerds, 1984. Then Escape from L.A., 1996, which uh. that seems a little late. And then uh, we've got the Lizzie McGuire movie and Ghosts of Mars. So he's really, you know, I mean, he's really made a name for himself. So good job. Yeah, I it mean, sounds, he sounds like a versatile sort of actor. That's uh, the high, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would think so. So he's 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 the brother. He plays Vi's brother in this, and so he's it's like Wild Bill or something. Yeah, think, and he has like he has some like real real mental problems as where uh, voids are more emotional. His scars are on the inside. So they go to they go to Jane's house for dinner. She and yeah, she invites Voight to dinner, and uh, then we get the Rolling Stones jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Because ironically, he can't get up those steps. So it was a, I thought it was a kind of an insensitive music choice. It definitely was a gas, gas, gas for him to get up those stairs. There's no jumping. So, but he, uh, they're they're making margaritas. They're, um, you know, it's yes. it's a very like kind of uh, fun and surfy, beachy. Um, Voight notices that Jane's nervous, and he uh, he admits to having feelings for her. Um, I don't think this is the point. He says at one point, like, I think about having sex with you, like. 23 hours a day. 95% of the time. Yeah, like 95% of the time. <laughs> but he... Uh, he wait, no. It's a little I've more subtle. Um, so they're playing... Richie Havens is playing in the okay, background. Um, <laughs> and they're talking about how different people are perceived, you know, by others. And that that's when he gets the, the big quote. You know, I spend 95% of my time at the hospital thinking about making love to you. And I think I wrote "Oh snap" in my notes here. Icebreaker. So um, <laughs> she says, "I've never been unfaithful to my husband, but kind of gives him that that sort of look. That, but I'm willing to try, or you know, sort of look." Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very it's a very like she's being quite the uh, quite the sly sort of uh, temptress. Speaking in the past tense, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. She gives him a ride in her wheelchair back to the VA, and they and they kiss. Um, so it's a very, uh, um, it's a brief, it's a brief kiss. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy. They're just, but they're, uh, you can tell they're falling for each other. That's for sure. And then, uh, uh, because it's a sad movie, we find out right away that, um, um, that they're, that they're going to go to Hong Kong, right? That, uh, um, Bruce Dern has, has leave and wants her to right. go to Vietnam. The, the head nurse kind of brings Fonda, uh, a letter and, Jane's worried that this is a uh, you know bad news sort of thing coming from Vietnam, but instead, right, it's that invite for R and R for her and for Vi, hippie chick, to both come, and Vi is not on board. Yeah, and uh, well, she's got to take care of her brother. I mean, that was the biggest thing, and she has to work. Right. I mean, it was she doesn't have a husband that's in the military, so yeah, I think that was right. a lot of it. Right. Um, so, so th- then this sort of next series were kind of smash cut between back and forth between a sort of Hong Kong and then Voight. Um, uh, uh, as she's telling Voight, he's not he's not really thrilled about the the fact that she's going to leave. He kind of gives a little bit. Matt, of he's playing shoulder. he's playing some three on three wheelchair basketball. He can't uh, be bothered. with Well, that. the reason I wanted to mention that was because um, uh, my girl's playing. So uh, continue <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he kind of gave her the well, hey, have, a, have a good time it was kind of just a passive and then he turned turned his wheelchair away and passive yeah. aggressive much yeah, yeah. And he, well he's, he's he's sort of like i'm not i'm not i'm not crying you're crying kind of uh yeah he wheels he wheels back and then um 
And then, um, speaking of wheels, we're, we're treated to Bruce Dern in a rickshaw. We're in Hong Kong, and uh, it's it's filled with all of the great Asian tropes and stereotypes you could imagine in, in 1978. Um, and so Jane's looking a little different, isn't she? She is. She straightened her hair. Uh, you know, right? He's he's just he's 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 shocked, and I'm thinking like, isn't your first response like, I'm just so happy you're here? Like he's he's got to be like, bitching about her hair, like. Yeah. No, no. She straightened it when she when she. Oh yeah, she straightened. She straightened. But he, but he's yeah. He's he cries about her like he's beside himself that she's got to get a job. Like I can't believe. I just that, don't yeah. want you to work. Is his quote when they're on? I think no. are they on a train they're or a bus? They're on a train. Yeah. yeah. On a tram yeah. or a boat or yeah, they're on a ferry or something. But um, I wonder if it had to be related to where she was working as well, though that could be part of it. But yeah, I think it was that traditional. You stay home in the kitchen and I'll I'll work and provide. Maybe that's I don't know. That's what. We're going with, but Matt, I noticed you didn't have the music cue. The I love my mama and my papa too. There's a sort of Asian cover band doing a sweet, uh, some sweet. Um, um, uh, yeah, so I, I was about to go go with that. But, oh no, uh, okay. <laughs> um, thank you for being and, on top of this. And then the best part of the film is uh, voice. Best part of the film, kick ass 1968 Mustang. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apropos of nothing, it's not like that's a the coolest car in the world. That I have known. I mean, I, th- I, don't, I think you, I think you own one, don't you? Yeah, uh, it's funny you should mention that, Troy. <laughs> he, he, and it's like been in maybe the movie Bullet. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. If you've ever seen, I don't know, if, you know, movie much like uh, the most iconic car in the history of the American muscle car. Yeah, he, uh, uh, John Voight and I are, in, are alike in a lot of ways. One, we think that Trump is the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln, and two, we have a '68. Um, Shelby, um, I don't have, it's not a, mine is not a Shelby. His is a Shelby Fastback 429, um, which is a great car. Um, it's maybe not as great as mine, the bullet, but it's pretty great. Um, so, so, but he, but he's got a pretty kick-ass ride. Is everybody ride. talking about it? Every, everybody is talking about it. <laughs> Big hit with the college kids from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, he's totally, uh, totally uh, dragging Maine in that car and like for all it's, for all it's worth. Um and then, uh, and then, in a very weird scene, um, back at the hotel room, um, Dern is sharing some of his. Um, can I up can I real quick before you? Yeah. Uh, when they're still at the bar, uh, Dern, Fonda, and the the third wheel, I guess. Yeah, the, other the guy, dude. Yep. Um, is dancing with Fonda, and he's kind of complaining that Vi didn't come. And, you know, what the heck, we've been together, it's only five days, blah, blah, blah. And Fonda says, quote, women uh, and dogs, you got to show a license to show you're the owner. Um, <laughs> okay. So that is, you know, obviously she's been hanging out with liberals. Um, it's, uh, is, uh, it, is it the like you should have put a ring on it? Is that the kind of a, a single ladies? Well, uh, that, he, that she should just do it because he told her to come and um so so it's yeah. a good it's i think her that line from her is is kind of kind of shows like where she has transitioned to yeah right she can't order them around like that right and there's this this very weird oh shit sorry uh stones ruby tuesday now go ahead <laughs> who who could blame it on you matt uh, so yeah there he's you know telling her these you know like you think like oh this is the moment where they're reuniting. Maybe there's some love is in the air, but he starts telling her 
um, you know, oh, like yeah, sometimes these uh, to scare the VC, we'd put heads on, they'd put heads on spikes to, to to scare them off, and like, and Jane's just sort of sitting there, um, and then uh, he, uh, uh, yeah. you know, he 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 lays down in kind of a, a kind of pouty fit, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna rub your shoulders, and like, is that like you massage those men at the VA? <laughs> in a weirdly jealous sympathy for the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very apropos. You should start singing those over the yeah, and then um, woo woo, <laughs> and then we woo woo. <laughs> Dern's really good though. Um, when he's when he's kind of given his kind of really short sort of speech there, and the kind of kind of having this sort of flashback thing to yeah, you know, my men were chopping heads off. That's what they were into. Um, you can tell he's disturbed. Um, quickly touched quite deeply yeah. by it. Um. But then he can't help but uh, put that little dig into Jane when she's trying to give him that massage, and she kind of pulls back from that. Right, which un- unlike unlike Voigt, who on the other side of the pond is uh, he orders a Lady of the Night, um, uh, shows up at his door, and um, they just play cards. Um, and he says, "This wasn't what I ordered." <laughs> yeah, she's she's a friend of a friend of the one that he ordered. Curbside yes. pickup, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's the quite, quite the, convenient, and 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 then and then it's more trouble at the VA. Um, Revenge of the Nerd Carradine um, injects air into his veins with a needle and commits suicide. Like locks himself into a room, and all the vets are watching him sort of do this. And the, before the orderlies can get there, he he kills they himself. Seem not um, maybe not quite. Bangy enough on the door, uh, I would say. Just maybe yeah, it was. Pr- it was like, hey, hey, some guy. light, light, <laughs> light taps. Like, hey. B- yeah, it was. It was like it door. was like an occupied bathroom knocking on the door. Instead, you know, they're looking at through plate glass windows. They can see he's about to kill himself. Like, somebody do something. Um, that was a little confusing. So he was on the phone with Voight before he did this, and I couldn't quite understand the conversation on the phone. Was he trying to tell him that I'm going to off myself, or I? I did you guys I, recall that? He was just trying to calm him down. I think that I think he was he was yeah. I can't remember what he was hopped up about, but because he, he was on his way to the in his Mustang to to try to stop this, he kind of knew something. He, he had knew a something sense was up. Of, yeah, yeah, right, right. That something was going to go down, and then of course didn't make it in time. Yeah, so I was just curious if you guys knew. I think it was just a premonition that bad bad um bad moon horizon um okay which okay. is not a song not in the movie Sorry, um, not in the movie uh famously fogarty would not allow that um so they they uh jane's jane's back in california were they in california they must be right I, they're they're by an ocean yeah this this, um, this if it's the green berets it could be any ocean really it yeah it doesn't matter what side uh, it felt very sets, california so. to me but i wish yeah i think so one. yeah um so they so they go to a they go to a disco with Vi and Jane, and uh, her uh, Steppenwolf born to be wild. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have some pretty pretty like lame go go dancing that happens. Uh, it's kind of this stereotypical psychedelic bar. It's sort of like uh, what you see in maybe Austin Powers. Um, yeah, no, ex- exactly. It's a caricature of sort of a Motown go go bar music, and they uh, they bring some dudes home. And there's some awkward dancing by her roommate, and then some kind of sort of collapsing on the floor with like shame and and crying. You can tell that Vi is kind of torn up about uh, her. She she decided not to go to Hong Kong because she didn't want to. She couldn't get off work, 
and uh, that created some tension, probably the end of their relationship. Um, well, she says she, because he sends the letter back with Jane, hey, convince Vi that, all right, tell her I'll marry her and then convince her to stay with me. And then, you know, Vi kind of says, yeah, fine, whatever. All right, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, like, what, um, are, the, what, are, they in, what are they in fourth grade? Hey, Troy, could you ask her to go out with me? <laughs> Uh, that, how do you think I met my wife? Um, <laughs> Back to the room. The two dudes that picked them up were like, yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And then we get back to they get to the room and the, the gal takes her, the hippie chick takes her shirt off, I believe. And or, or anyway, and then she breaks down and the dudes are just kind of like, oh, man. Right, right. So they, they were any, I was glad that this didn't go. I mean, it could have turned pretty bad there but right they were gentlemen for sure so i i give them <laughs> kudos for that so right they they they, <laughs> they wigged out and left and then and then in, in another again kind of an an abrupt what i felt what i felt like a lot of the a lot of the emotional energy happens off campus because suddenly we're to um void padlocking himself to um jimmy hendrix manic depression <laughs> to the to the gate at the base and uh, and so we we don't we're not really Jimi Hendrix experience. Sorry. <laughs> okay, thank you. I was gonna say <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Only only the suicide is the th- only thing that gives us a tip off that he's like really becoming an, an activist. Um, but he says he wants to stop people from going to Vietnam. Chains himself to this gate. Press shows up, and he's you know it takes them a while for him to get like, them to like cut the lock padlocks and the yeah. Um, He's chained himself to the gate and also to his chair, so it's hard for yeah. them to get him even into the squad car. That was a pretty good moment of honesty where, you know, he, he had he had done this, and you could tell maybe like in kind of an absent-mindedness, like, I'll just do it. I don't really have a plan. I'm just going to do this. And then the, the, the news cameras ask him, like, so do you think this will help? And he's like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he he just like, I've got to do something. I think it's a good representation of sort of small acts of um, resistance, maybe nonconformity resistance um, that happen often uh, during the war, uh, whether it's a veteran or otherwise. Yeah. So, I mean, this sort of thing would not have been abnormal, let's say. Yeah. I mean, he made the news. Uh, yeah. He got the press out there. That's really that's the main thing. And yeah. she sees Whether, it on TV. Yeah, and Jane, Jane, yeah. and Vi see it on TV. So they're, um, she she bails him out. As a matter of fact, and uh, who who else is there watching her bail him out? But the FBI. That's where I was confused when I when the guy walk runs out of the building or walks out of the building, turns around, goes back in the building. I'm like, are they filming? Did they screw up here? Like, and they're just like, this was actually filmed <laughs> live somewhere. And then somebody walked out and walked back in like, Oh, I, I'm not supposed to be in the scene, but it was actually the FBI <laughs> dude. That's what I was thinking at the time. Right. Like cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is a, uh, void is being surveilled by the FBI for now his, uh, sort of seditious anti-American, yeah. um, activities. Um, and as we see later scenes, uh, of this surveillance um i i had, it's been a while since i'd seen this um so i'd kind of forgotten about this this part of it and so when i was re-watching i was like oh did dern um did he hire people to to sort of track his wife i couldn't i couldn't remember exactly what happened but then of course later we find out it definitely yeah. is the fbi yeah because of his political activities now and um you know, she bails him out and says, like, she just, like, says, like, I'm going to spend the night with you. Okay. And so the, the FBI is there, and they accompany 
Uh, well, they're not in the room. They're, they're well, they're they're right. They're they're following them, and they're they have. What's the song, Matt? What what we, we yeah. got to have a song here? I mean, Beatles, Strawberry there... Fields Forever. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and so um, we go to a bedroom scene, um, and it you know it's it's pretty tastefully done. Like a it it I know it has a it has an authenticity about like I don't know how how that might have happened, or it's not you know like. I was thinking it's way it's way better than a lot of modern Hollywood bed scenes in terms of like, yeah, you know. Well, and think about the context. This is 1978. Think of how often um, somebody that you know is in a wheelchair, what whatever, uh, whatever you know, difficulty yeah. they might be facing, is treated with you know the respect as a character that Voight is treated with. Um, you know, he's yeah, it's just he's a guy and she's a girl and they're going to do what they do, you know, when the FBI is watching. He's just a all... boy. She's just a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in the that was in the movie as well. So that uh, was not. <laughs> damn it. No, that was not in. That was not one of the songs. <laughs> so. So. Yeah, no, it was it was actually a, a, like a, an interesting like yeah the, yeah he's not it's not really an issue that he's handicapped. You see the scars down his back, but it I don't know. I thought this was like one of the best scenes of the movie, just in terms of like like a, a lot of it. I kind of was critical of how it was cut, but this is like a um, a pretty a pretty great one. And um, you could just watch Barbarella if you wanted to see Jane Fonda naked. So right, so this is I mean, <laughs> she, she's like thirty nine here. She looked pretty darn yeah yeah. There you go. She's yeah, she she's. Good. She and she has her first um, orgasm. Um, yes. Uh, this and so this is this view. Oh, this is why she had the dead-eyed thousand-yard stare uh, in the earlier uh, sex scene. Um, he needed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he was in the wrong part of the body to get her to orgasm. The <laughs> Dern was. Uh, what do you so What do you avoid, mean, Troy? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. But I just you're I'm using. Just he was using his words. Yes. <laughs> Yes, for sure. The, the biggest aphrodisiac, um, <laughs> right? It was it was near that where his mouth is. You're right. It came out of that this area. Is, so, as uh, all these podcasts will will get us in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I'm we're really glad. Um, we're we're drinking, but we won't let it, we won't let it go there. So so then it's right. a it goes into to a to a kind of a weird space here. I got a little, I got a little song song cue for you. It's like. It's sort of a. It, this is not in the movie, but but with it, it's it's like it's like this montage of them like skipping down the beach, and you know we're 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 flying a kite. I don't know if he was skipping. <laughs> she, she, you know they're they're like laughing and riding a bike, and one's like ha ha ha, I'm doing right. this and like right. licking they're an ice cream They're kind of building like, the life together. She's got the curly hair back. They're going out on the beach. They're right. Right. you know. His snow cone falls off, and they both laugh. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, that might not have happened, but like they, it's it's uh, it kind of has this weird, this weird throwback to like maybe more slapsticky or 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 <laughs> less non. It was a little, yeah, a little in your face kind of like. Y- yeah, we, yeah. We, we've got to move this plot point quickly to show that they're like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really, really bonding. Fun in the uh, sun. ASAP. Uh, um, you know, and that slideshows of, of Vietnam from Voight. He's showing her like the, f- the, the fun stuff, not the, not the heads on, <laughs> heads on spikes. Um, 
Right. Uh, and the the FBI surveilling the whole thing. And so that's like just, just when and you think you're having the fun. FBI is listening to Big Brother and the holding company call on me. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> that's a pretty good take. Um, they're they're surveilling she, them. Well, she gets a letter from Bob. Uh, um, yeah, right. And he's uh, and it was just the one that 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 uh, uh, that Voight reads. Um, uh, no, this is so it's she just gets a letter from him and it's kind of the, that like look between them that like they both right. know that their relationship Voight Fonda can't yeah last that it's kind of this knowing no no one says anything but it's sort of this acknowledgement that this is a you know temporary she's gone yeah he's coming back um we have the they 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 have a conversation then about sorry that. then you get another letter after yeah. that and that's the one that boy reads he opened that's he, op- the one he opened it's so like hey he's coming back so um and he's kind of just like well we'll 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 see what we see um, uh, another another question i had uh for you guys uh, he says, hey, you got a letter from Bob. I opened it and I read it. And she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Um, is that also weird? <laughs> that two cents, just, like, not care. I think it was fine. I, I, I think, and that's how I look at it. Like, um, he's just cool, laid back dude. Like, uh, Try or she's just cool, neighbors laid back lady. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She's only been cool well, and laid back for like eight months. That's true. But it's like, Okay, he's in Vietnam, and I don't know. I think between the two of them, I think they were both cool with it. Obviously, from the from the film, but I think I could see that. I could I could buy it. We'll yeah, just leave it I, at I, that. I, right. I thought it was I thought it was really weird too. But then I thought like, well, she still is, despite this new progressive woman that she's becoming. She's conditioned by a lot of like. So like, if if a husband opened your mail, you'd be like, uh. You know, she's like, okay, well, it's fine. Like, oh, you know, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, so the man, so the man does have the right to open first right of refusal on any mail coming in the house. <laughs> he's got yes. he's got prima nocta on all the mail on all yes. the that comes in the house. Um, so so yes, and now there's two coming in the house. Hey, there we go. Um, hey, yeah. so we got a we got a and then and then a really powerful visual um, that I think rivals many scenes of sort of. That, that try to do this in the film of the the war dead is a cargo plane unloading military uh, Buffalo caskets. Springfield for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, really, really great use of some some Springfield. Um, the most um, that's one of the most amazing war songs ever. We especially Vietnam era for sure. I mean, yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, military caskets draped in flags, and then uh, wounded vets. You know. Streams of them coming out of the plane, like riding the cargo lift up and down because they can't walk down yeah. the plane. Like, and yeah, my first thought was, this is these are just more guys that are going to get funneled right into that hospital that's already overcrowded, yeah. over you right. know, and um, and, yeah. and, and Bob's there too. Yeah, right. Dern is there, just just uh, he's among them, and he's like, "What did you do to your hair?" Um, and <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> that's the first thing. The oh, he has two complaints, like. Where's the goddamn hippies? You know, he he he's he's disappointed that there aren't hippies right at the fence. Um, yeah, coming off and the. She's airplane. like, well, it's an air base, so it's sort of hard for them to get here. Um, they they yeah. they get some of the they get some of the kind of low key protesters at the at the base when they when they they're driving off in her new Porsche. Yeah, Roadster. the entrance. Yeah, one two three. He does four. like the car. He does. He was like proud of. Car. Yeah, he was proud yeah, of the purchase right. for right. sure. One two three four. We don't want your rotten war. 
is the burn that the protesters are. Um, and uh, while they are burning, time has come today. Chambers Brothers okay. background music. <laughs> the um, the the Dern, um, you know, that he's he's very awkward when they're back there, and he he just blurts out that like, well, um, I actually shot myself while I was going to the shower. Um, the whole thing was sort of weird. It was a weird scene like the vi the hippie chick is kind of there yeah um at this welcome home party which is not a party because it's just vi and and fonda and him and it seemed like dern was kind of um what why is she here what is she doing here sort of thing um yeah uh he's sort of taken aback but he's immediately shifts to confrontation yeah like uh uh well um and then just you know wigs out um he bails i'm I'm, the officer's club i'm going to the officer's club like uh and uh so jane's like all right and then of course he takes the roadster pulls back in smashes it a little bit is drunk um you know aren't with cars full of uh yeah a bunch of dudes show up yeah including um jonathan banks aka michael ehrman trout from uh, Breaking Bad, um, that was my I miss that celebrity miss crush that. in that. Yeah, um, and uh, gonna have to rewatch. Can, can we go back to so when he shot himself, he kind of nonchalantly said, kind of acts like, "Oh, it's no big deal. I'll just walk into the shower and shot myself with the leg." Like, hey, everybody does that. Like, I mean, so did he do it on purpose or? Yeah, I, obviously, I think he did it on purpose. But I mean, he's playing it off like, "Ah, oh, just happened, just an accident," and then he's supposed to get. I don't want to jump too far in, but like he's supposed why, to get. Why not? A why not just say you got you got hit, or you know you in, in duty or something? Why would you? Yeah, yeah that's a like too lie. much information yeah. for sure. Especially when you're going to get a medal for it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying. I would keep. Yeah, I wouldn't be saying that. But anyway. Well, I think I think he. he right. I think his honor. You know, he has this sense of it, and it and it is so violated both what he's done and then that he's getting a medal when that he doesn't deserve. But you know that'll that'll come in a bit. But yeah, but it's right. right. It's an interesting like. Weird. So when he goes out to drink, he's probably, I mean, he's just yeah. so frustrated and embarrassed, ashamed. He doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve this hero's welcome he's getting, and he's kind of, yeah, not handling yeah. it the best way. Um, and then uh, I have in my notes here, Dern knows. Uh, well, you can, you can feel the, when, you know, when he comes back with those dudes and they're just kind of getting drunk and eating pizza or whatever and, like, hanging out and she's, cleaning up oh, yeah, she's the pissed. party that she threw that he didn't even stay for. You know, she's taken down the decorations and everything. You can just feel like almost a wall. Roger Waters would call it a wall uh, <laughs> between them. Um, that was not played, by the way, because that didn't come out until 1979. But um, <laughs> then, you know, sort of passes out. She goes to wake him, and she sees that he's he sleeps with this pistol, like, in his hand. So he is a changed fellow, uh, to say the least, from the war. Yeah, he's damaged goods, for sure. Um, and uh, and the FBI, they pull him aside and tell him about the affair. Um, you know, he's a commander. And they, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't know what they thought they were getting at by, by doing that, but uh, that's not really explained why they... Uh, Maybe maybe because his wife is is shacking up with a subversive or something, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm still kind of confused with the FBI, like going after a guy that's in a wheelchair that changed himself to a, a gate. Like, is he that? 
is he really going to change the world? Is he going to be a, a, a real big threat? I, I just quite that, that's well, where I'm kind um, of in later years. Once all the COINTELPRO like documents start to come out, you you see in them that like they actually would track and go after pretty much low level any, anybody. Oh, low really? Level, okay. Low level people. Yeah. So you, you like it wouldn't have to be not Jane movie Jane Fonda, but real life Jane Fonda whose FBI dossier was 763 pages long, I believe. Wow, okay. Um, John yeah, Lennon you know. uh, has a entire an entire book uh, written, Just I think it's called The FBI First John Lennon or something, um, uh, about uh, the FBI surveillance on him. Um, so you wouldn't have to be, you know, a big wig uh, public yeah. figure. Um, so our John Voight character, his FBI, you know, dossier might have been three pages long but um okay they, they I, i'm just guessing there had to be a lot of different uh individuals that they were going after if, if they're yeah. going after a guy like him they had to yeah. be doing it with a lot of people because obviously it was yeah a big deal at that point so. yeah so um so Dern drives over to confront voight um and it's an interesting like i've read some interpretations of this uh 24 frames a second has some of this in it where um that that he is he is sort of cuckolding sort of that this is kind of the the emasculated milita- the mili- U.S. military emasculated by losing the Vietnam War. Now that that's a reading a lot into the film that isn't obviously explicit, but it's it's one interpretation of like you know you're thinking like why doesn't he just like beat him up or shoot his head off or it's because because like the U.S. military is emasculated in in the Vietnam War, so is too is Dern's character, and so. He instead of con- really confronting Voight, he just says like, "I thought you should know that there the FBI is surveilling you." So he kind of tips him off, right. and then and he says, "That's all I had to say. The rest is up to Sally, I guess." End quote. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I was expecting a bigger confrontation. Even somebody that had seen the movie before uh, and rewatching it ten years later, or however long it's been, I was like expecting a bigger confrontation, and that you, you still don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. He had the he had the white flag out. He was just pretty chill like he's just telling him what's going on and walks away and yeah i was waiting for you know something some sort of more controversial than that yeah he has a when he gets in the car to leave to leave uh from telling void he you the look on his face is just a man that is broken um and yeah uh i mean dern uh, dern's really 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 good and his best scenes still to come actually but um no, he, he says like volumes right with his his just like that that kind of ashen faced like like it's just yeah he's he's truly truly broken and um he Voight calls Jane and warns her Dern pulls up and gets a gets a gun out of it now uh what what gun are we talking Troy it's an SKS Chinese SKS didn't he oh, promise an AK get, to get the too, buddy too nerdy on this but yeah I mean in the beginning he's talking about bringing it back an AK and then he has this SKS it's just basically the receiver and the barrel if there's no stock and he's loading it up and anyway he didn't call it an ak i was happy you're waiting I for was, him uh, to i was i was waiting to go no <laughs> no you didn't but no anyway but with fixed bayonet too yeah fix it yeah, he pulled the bayonet yeah yep. the bayonet you got to bring the bayonet out when you're gonna have a hostile uh, yeah hostile conversation and so, and so you're, you're in your house you're thinking like okay he's gonna murder um, it's going to be murder suicide or murder at least. Well, like. I was thinking that uh, suicide at first, and then I'm like murder suicide. So yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah you don't suicide with the bayonet usually, right? <laughs> it's tough. Um, Not normally, no. 
uh, and you know, he brings the the bayonet into the house and bayoneted rifle, and uh, and then Voight shows up at the house to talk. Like, and so they're having a fight, a low volume fight, but a fight nonetheless. Uh, Dern and Fonda, and then Voight shows up and is like, "Hey, can I talk?" And kind of bravely, kind of inserts himself into the room. And I was thinking, like, okay, he's going to kill, you know, he's going to kill Void. Uh, um, and then it's a, it's a classic, like, hey, man, we're not the enemy here. Um, yeah, I'm not the enemy. The enemy is the fucking war, is the Void quote. Yeah, and, and it's been noted that this will set the tone in a lot of um, future Vietnam War films where the, the you'll stop politicizing the war, like, should we, should we have not have? The, the emphasis will be on the role of the veteran and the, the the plight or the sadness it's almost like the nation doesn't want to have that conversation anymore but we can all one thing we can agree on is that it's sad what has become of these these people that have been through war and so right um, and you have two of them on display there for sort of different reasons um that sadness is really on display void with um his sort of physical limitations um and dern who is i mean i think he's having flashbacks um while which it would which was not uncommon um, yeah what you can hear coming up here was playing uh jody's jody's got uh, got your girl and gone so during one of the throw some slanders at uh at jane i won't uh can't repeat can't repeat some of them one of them was some, uh but uh, something you ski down i think yeah uh, yeah a slope see you in right. toledo yeah he he uh so so it's it's they're I think they're trying to imply like he he thinks he's in Nam or something yeah. you know like he's having this like like hey you know and and uh, um and he calls Void a Jody. Did you know what a Jody was anyone? I had to look this up. Like no. I'm like well, you, he's like you Jody. So this is a Johnny Taylor. I did not know that. When you get home to working hard all day, it, it's basically Jody. Jody's got your girl. Jody's doing your girl while you're gone. And so it's this. Jody's got your girl and gone. So, um, yeah. So, so Void is the Jody. He's got he's got his girl and gone while he's been serving uh, in in the military. Um, and uh, yeah, then um, you know it's it's a it's a pretty kind of a tense moment of speech um, that they're uh, you know Dern says he wa- wanted to go out a hero but he couldn't and Void leaves. Yeah. And yeah. um, it's a heavy moment, you can tell. I mean, Vo- Voight gets the SKS away um, from from Dern and uh, yeah, and then unloads it, and that that was like, oh, I mean, that, but there was that that intensity of this guy being just wound up with the gun in his hand, loaded, locked and loaded, and uh, I'm like, okay, this is gonna go bad. And anyway, it didn't. Fortunately, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and and uh, and so the the sort of the final part of the movie, we have another kind of jump forward, where um, you see Voight is in front of a classroom. He's processing and and really talking about his. Uh, um, he, let's listen to let's listen to a bit of his uh, a bit of his speech. There. And I'm telling you, it ain't like it's in the movies. That's all I want to tell you because I didn't have a choice when I was your age. All I got was some guy standing up like that, man, and giving me a lot of bullshit, man, which I caught. I was really in good shape then, man. I, I was a captain of the football team, and I wanted to be a war hero, man. I wanted to go out and kill for my country. 
So yeah, um, uh, it's Tim Buckley. Once I was. Yeah, yeah, a little. <laughs> little <laughs> any relation to Jeff Buckley? They kind of have a similar vocal style. I don't know. Actually, don't know. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Um, so uh, the 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 scenes that are f- flitting between are are Voight, you know, sort of working it out, he, uh, reconciling that, and you know, talking to a high school class about this, and then Bruce Dern going the other direction, disintegrating. He's uh, well, right before this, he he gets that medal that he you know, oh yeah that's right maybe maybe didn't deserve or whatever, um, but he is awarded that, um, and then. Yeah. Proceed. Yeah. Sorry. He, go ahead. He then you know, he he runs off to the beach and uh, in a in a in a contra- So I will well I'll take a poll here. So Dern Dern what happens at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Dern yeah, yeah. strips down into his kind of uh, kind of Will Ferrell ass uh, looking and uh, um and runs into the water naked and starts swimming. Um, yes. Takes off the uniform. Takes off the wedding ring. Takes off the ring. And, yeah. And runs into the ocean. He leaves everything other than his naked body, pretty much. So yeah. So so uh, um, the the consensus about this film is that he's committing suicide. That that not a consensus, I should say, but the 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 sort of main That's interpretation a, of events. Yeah. Matt begs to differ. What do you think's going on, Matt? Well, it's not that I beg to differ. It's just that it never occurred to me. Um, any every time I've seen this movie, and I've probably seen it, you know, five or six times, although it has been a while. Um, I interpret it as this sort of symbolic um, sort of cleansing, like I am a baptism. Yeah, a baptism? kind of like I'm going to I'm I'm leaving the army. I'm leaving the military. I'm leaving my my wife. So taking off the ring, I'm going to I'm going to start over. And th- so I'm going to take everything off. And this is a, a visual symbolic me going into the water, cleansing, and I'm going to come out a new person. Right. Now they never show him come out, so I guess maybe that's why, you know, the uh, suicide thing gets there. But um, that's how I always, in my head, saw the ending of the movie. And when I started reading about it for this podcast, I'm like, everyone's, it's like, oh, the Wikipedia page, oh, and then he commits suicide at the end. Reading other material, oh, and then he commits suicide at the end. I'm like, really? Like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. So I don't know what Troy. What do you think? I mean, I'm I'm also thinking, okay, if this, of course, he's in his 40s and going to Vietnam, so that doesn't make sense to begin with. But swimming off, I'm like, if you're going to kill yourself, I don't know. Like, do you just tire yourself out? I just keep swimming till you can't, you know, maybe the sharks get you or you just wear out. I don't, I don't know. Are you just, are you that committed that you suck water in and die? I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about all these things. Just but the logistics. I was thinking, I was <laughs> thinking suicide. I was thinking suicide. But I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess that's a way to do it. It doesn't quite make sense, but it didn't seem like he was going to come. Like, I'm just going to go for a swim and come back and put all my stuff back on. But that's no, no, no. If he's you would have taken, his, I mean, if, naked. to me, to, to take your to take your wedding ring off too, it's like, okay, that it'd be different if you just took off your uniform and then went for a swim. But I, I think it's symbolic of suicide. But again, that's everybody's got their perspective yeah do, could be in a contrarian matt um so so he <laughs> i i i i can accept that i am the you know the only person that saw it that way um uh maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know so, so if jane fonda would come on the podcast maybe we could ask her. yeah that's right well the offer stands jane 
Um, yeah, or John. Uh, yeah, they're both still alive. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. A reunion on the podcast. Like, uh, let's make that happen. Um, you need your uh, Homer Simpson, this is going great drop right there. Um, <laughs> I think. Going great. This so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, credits roll and uh, the movie ends. What's, what's the soundtrack, Matt, at the end? It's, it's uh, still the Tim Buckley. Okay, that's right. We roll he, to he plays us out. He plays it. He plays us out. Um, yes. Let's listen to little uh, John Voigt here accepting his uh, best actor, his speech. And uh, and finally, I'm carrying with me all the all the men who gave me so much of their experience to deal with, who have contributed so much. The people in chairs and the and the veterans and the civilians and the walkers, who uh, are so walkers? strongly represented in is what that, I call are my those work. zombies. Thank you very much. White walkers. Yeah, so that was a bit of uh, um, that was a bit of his his speech. Again, we we've we've sort of teased him a bit for uh, the other arcs he's made in his personal in his his personal life. But the, what is your rating? Of course, this is a time we give the we give the film our, our dong rating, which is the, of course the uh, Vietnamese currency. Um, out of out of ten out of ten dong, uh, Matt, how much are you give in this film? Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with. I'll go seven dong. Um, I think there are, I have issues with the film. Um, most of my issues are with um, the kind of ease that characters transition um, in their arc without really explanation. Um, yeah. I think the acting is, is really good, though. Um, I think Dern, uh, who's not even in the movie a ton, um, but when he's on screen, he's really good. Um and uh, coming, uh, you know, you can tell how old I am because um, my introduction to Bruce Dern was from The Burbs, uh, Tom Hanks classic, of course. <laughs> yeah. And so when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, it's oh. the guy from The Burbs. He's just <laughs> like, oh, it's a guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, you know, and, and Jane Fonda's really, really good. She got uh, Best Actress. Uh, Voight's really good in this. Um so, so I think the acting, you know, yeah. keeps it keeps it up. Um, that's that's what I would All say. All right, Troy, how many dong? <clears throat> I'm gonna say six dong. I uh, I love the message. I think it. Uh, I love how they're magnifying the the veterans coming home and and you know showing like gin's lack of lack of care. <laughs> that's a gin talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gin's talking a little. But I mean, I, I I like the acting between, you know, uh, Fonda and Dern for sure, or and and Voight. I mean, Fonda and Voight mostly. But um, to me, there was a little too much extra fluff in there. But that's uh, overall, I I think it was a great movie. I think it's it's a movie that needs to be made. Um, so, uh, but I, if it were like a movie to watch more than you've seen it five times, Matt. So wow, congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, Probably. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, overall, like, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I've never seen it before and I like the message and I like the interaction between the actors, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave her at six old dongaroos. Yeah. I, I, you, you guys are making persuasive arguments. I'm going to, if I'm going to, I'm going to give it six dong 50. Um, I think that some of those problems with the narrative are pretty, are pretty strong in my mind. They, they're just, they're just so glaring kind of the. Kind of the jumping around, um, and that that I mean, it maybe needed to like be a 
like a mini series rather than a movie if they were going to try to do all that like because they because they because they have these really interesting arcs and they they don't always connect the dots so but y- you're absolutely right so Troy's right but the abs- the acting is amazing Voight and Fonda especially they just like like really carry that like these performances and Dern it's yeah. it's really it's really impressive like the what they're doing and the soundtrack obviously yes made a oh, huge for sure. So we had a quarter point each for the sound. Yeah, yeah. Let's add at a least, quarter. At least, I think, I think a half <laughs> point. Half point. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a, there, there might be equal soundtrack, but they're not, not, it's not a better one. Like, this is, like, phenomenal. Um, and uh, and would, would, would kind of upset the apple cart in Hollywood, I was reading, where, where like, they, you know, they did, they were so heavily on the, on the songs, and it was so expensive that it kind of, uh, it broke the bank and a lot of other films that could raise the um, the price for for all of these oh, yeah. music licenses licensing and movies. Um, yeah, so so this is a, if you're interested in Vietnam War through film, you got to watch this movie. Okay, now you ready for it? It's time for book of the week. <laughs> all right, all right. Is it that time already? It's that time. Book of the week. Okay. Um, so. There, there's uh, a few different ways we could have gone with this. Um, this is, you know, uh, maybe it's sad to say. I don't know. It's, it's. This is one of the rare instances where we, are so far, the only movie we've done that has a female lead. Um, and <laughs> just kind of looking at our list here, it might be the yeah. only one for a while. So, yeah. Um, I think that's that's important. So I wanted I wanted for our book of the week. I wanted to take a look at um, the some some of the wives or, or women uh, of the war. Um, there there is some good literature on women serving in the war, but I wanted to look at women at home, Back home. Uh, on the home front, um, kind of like like our uh, friend Jane here. Um, so League of Wives, women who fought to bring. Uh, Vietnam POW's home. Um, Heath uh, Hardage Lee is the uh, author, and she. What's the um, title again? So the title is uh, the League of Wives. League of Wives, okay. League of Wives, women who fought to bring Vietnam POWs home, and what I want to talk about just briefly is the main crux of her of her argument and and her book is about about that exact fight. Okay, so these women of POWs in Vietnam kind of get tr- attempting to get the government to sort of pay attention to this issue and um, you know not not leave them forgotten and not leave them as women forgotten um, but th- f- to kind of make the connection to our film here that there are there are some interesting um, some interesting points so um, you know these women these wives of soldiers wives of pilots wives of naval officers or whatever um, they they are quite fond of ish um i know she talked about when she was sort of tempted to research the role trying to you know interview these women um and talk to them and get a sense of what their life is like and they in 1978 you know aren't too thrilled or really have any interest in talking to jane fonda of all people about uh that kind of thing but you know, an excerpt from the book, uh, a pilot needed the right wife, attractive, kind, a model mother, and an excellent cook. Her job was to be sure he could do his job. Um, so it's pretty interesting that this book, you know, talks about these uh, training manuals that the uh, military cranked out for for, wim- for wives. 
Um, so there's different ones. You know, there's a naval training manual, Navy wife. There's one for uh, Air Force. There's one uh, oh. for the different branches. Um, this, you know, and it talks about things like um, social faux pas, right? Uh, the right fork t to use, you know, w uh, during a dinner, um, things like that. And so you can sort of get that sort of sense from Vonda's character in the first, I don't know, third of the movie or so, um, that sort of thing, trying to be that like proper uh, military wife. Um, so take a look, check that book out. Um, and, and it goes into some other topics as well that aren't as relevant in terms of the film, but um, check that book out for that and, and more fun and adventure. All right. Well, um, we'd like to thank everyone for, for listening in with us. And uh, we are, uh, yeah, we're excited to have you along. We're going to be doing maybe a little more, little, little more lighthearted next, uh, next week. Uh, next, next one. Drops. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Join us, join us again, and we'll see you next time on Napalm in the Morning. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all.